Hello, welcome everyone to the gauntlet here on Fightful Overbooked. Alex McCarthy is here. <laughs> I was gonna do a big, like, elaborate intro, but we, you know, right. we got beef. I don't know why you're here, except for I like you. I, I don't like admitting it, but I do. And <laughs> so I invited you on this show, and I got a special topic for you as well, Alex McCarthy from Talk Sport from Inside the Ropes Clips, from a million other outlets, I feel like. How you doing, Alex? I'm good, man. I'm good, thank you. Wasn't invited to the wedding. That's fine. <laughs> you know? I didn't I, think you would come to the wedding. Well, listen, I thought you had that fight for money where you could, you know, ship me over. <laughs> you kidding me? Jimmy Van didn't even come to the wedding. I, was, <laughs> I tried to get him to pay for the whole damn thing. <laughs> well, there's your answer. That's why I didn't come, probably. Um, <laughs> he knew what was going to go down. Uh, congratulations, by the way. First time Thank we've you. been on air since then. Uh, all, yes. you know, private messages be damned. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Thanks, buddy. It's, uh, yeah, what, what a busy time it's been. I've been like up to my eyes in my new job with uh, the Daily Mail, which uh, many people will have noticed means wrestling took a back seat. But I did interview Logan Paul this week, last week. Oh. Um, and that, that that's uh, just gone online. And I was on Inside the Ropes as well. So, Still doing a bit of wrestling bits. Still keeping it there. It's like my uh, my guilty pleasure at this point. You are always welcome. Always welcome on this show or any show that I do here on Overbooked because I don't, I don't have many friends, Alex McCarthy. And despite our beef, you actually seem to tolerate me. Well, I mean, you know, we haven't got into the Lakers yet. I know you're going to take great joy in that at some stage. Um I, they won last night against the Nuggets. They they picked up their first victory of the season against the, Russell Westbrook sat and LeBron dropped fifty and they ended up winning. It's recorded before the game, so let's see how much oh. this comes true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, LeBron's still going for like forty each game he at is. the moment. Like thirty-eight year old LeBron, we're like, please drop those numbers. Um, man, that's a whole different story. But thank you. For having me, I have a feeling you've brought me on the show for Roman since I was forced, very forcefully, <laughs> made to acknowledge him. And now you're making me do it again for like an hour on your YouTube show. It's true, it's true, uh, yeah. guys. This is the gauntlet. If you don't know how it works, we have a specific topic. And in this case, it is Roman Reigns Universal Title matches. We're not going through all of them uh, because he he's actually had a lot of title defenses. I don't know if people realize. I mean, he's had the belt for over two years. You think he'd defend it? now and again but i think he gets a bad rap of like roman never defends the title it's like he's got a lot in these two years i've picked out 10 we're gonna go through them i'm gonna throw two at alex he's gonna pick his favorite of the two i'm gonna throw another one at him until we've run through them all and he crowns a winner of his favorite roman reigns title match not not his favorite the best whichever he feels is the best match that could be match quality it could be story dependent it could be the feels the feeling it gave you in that moment Alex McCarthy be anything like that. And it is Roman Reigns side of defenses. And it is because you had to acknowledge Roman Reigns. at clash at the castle. Uh, well, I, go on. I, I, I do want to ask you about that moment. <laughs> what, are you, what are you feeling in that moment? Alex? I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad to be honest. Like I, I thought at first I thought it was like funny. I was just like, Oh, you know, whatever. I didn't think people would take it so seriously. I should have been, Oh, uh, people are jerks. I know. I should have been a lot wiser to that. Because I, I tweeted, you know, thinking it was just fairly amusing. And people were like, God, journalists are a joke. I thought, oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, it, it was just so silly. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it was really weird. Because like, lots of people text me, even SB3 text me, saying, like, was that a bit? Like, did you know? And like, <laughs> I did, I, honestly, I didn't know. Like, when when they, they didn't say anyone who was going to be in the press conference. All we knew is that Triple H was going to do a, a post, uh, post-show post presser. And I wasn't, I didn't actually know either until we got there and you saw the setup that it was going to be like streamed by WWE, like to all their channels and stuff. I thought it was going to be a la AEW, I guess, where you get to, you know, just a bit of access after the show. So they came in and they said, who wants to ask questions? And I thought it was going to be Triple H. So I was like, yep, yeah, sure, me. Like a whole bunch of us did. So they go, okay, you guys sit in the first two rows. Okay, cool. Like, as Roman's coming in, like a runner, that's what I'm going to call them, uh, comes to me and he's like, okay, you're next. And I was like, what? Like, I hadn't even, 
I didn't know what I was going to ask him, right? And he literally sits down and then the camera's like on me and there's a guy behind the camera like going, come on. Oh, shit. Um, so I just asked the first thing that I could think of, which still actually I don't think was a bad question given the hostile atmosphere and stuff. Um, yeah. And and then, and then it just felt like he didn't answer me for about 10 fucking years. <laughs> which, and, like, and again, I didn't know what to do. I was just sitting there thinking, do I say something do i just wait this out it was really like really awkward intentionally i guess and then um and then when he you know when he said acknowledge me or whatever i was just like yeah well i, I was more saying yeah man i like well i thought it was a great performance him and drew i acknowledge that shit sure i didn't think um you know people were going to roman roman's in character Right. Like yeah. Roman just wanted because he was he just had this big match. And of course, the crowd wasn't receptive to him and everything. And he is in character of like he just wants his acknowledgement. And you're put in a no win situation because if you don't acknowledge him, then he's going to walk off anyway. And yeah. maybe you piss him off even more. And if you do acknowledge him, yes, idiots online are going to be like, oh, look at these fake journalists and stuff. And then you see the other side like 24 hours later people are ragging on journalists of like, why didn't you ask CM Punk and Tony Khan about this, this, and this? Cause the all out you're in a no win situation. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, because I immediately messaged you. It was like, yeah. look at Alex McCarthy, just starting shit, pissing off Roman Reigns. <laughs> Cause I think I'd call you an instigator earlier. Oh, you asked Jericho the yeah, question Jericho, about yeah. the NXT. I was like, you're starting shit McCarthy. And yeah. so I thought it was hilarious. Like you were in a no win situation. It's fucking pro wrestling roman reigns is in his character doing his thing what were you supposed to do there like continue to hassle the guy he was gonna walk off regardless it was just a matter yeah. of were you gonna say it or were you not yeah it was, i mean and, and like again i was really just kind of like a yeah like a nod it wasn't as if i like went right. we the ones baby like, <laughs> like, you know, like it, it could have been a lot fucking worse they got um, like Sammy Zayn dance on them yeah like that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't, uh, again, like, and anyone knows, I've never really taken myself too seriously anyway. Like, I know I, I I really didn't think, again, it was going to be, and, and I'll say a big deal. It was only like, I don't know, you know, however many people on a tweet. It's not the end of the world, is it? But um, I did think, hang on a minute. Like, he's clearly in character. Like, it doesn't really matter what I would have done. Right. Um was what it was. So, yeah, man. I, I would, I, I would have loved to have been clued in a bit. I would have loved to have them said, Roman's coming and <laughs> or you know no or knew that I was going first that would have been nice um but alas yeah I, I, just, I just think it's funny now it's kind of a they yeah. just they just put you on the spot with it really and they just think on your feet anybody giving you shit let me know I'll fucking pump kick them because it's <laughs> stupid it's dumb to be mad about something like that like whatever it is. It is. All right, Alex, let's start. Let's start with two Brock Lesnar matches. Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 38. This is when the titles were unified, the Universal title and the WWE Championship. And Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam 2022, last man standing. Which one do you prefer? Which one was the better match? So I was, I was at the Mania 38 match. Um, and given that that was, to me, a really fun weekend, WrestleMania. Like, I don't know whether that's my nostalgia talking, but, you know, it, 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 there was just so many kind of high points that being there live felt great to watch. But Roman and Brock was not the apex of that weekend by a long, long way. It, it didn't feel like a, a monumentous moment, really. It was kind of just like, oh. uh, whereas the SummerSlam match, it's kind of like, it's akin to, you know, Lesnar and Goldberg had loads, but really the car crash they had at 33 was the best. And I feel like with Roman and Brock, this was very similar. It was, you know, it had ingenuity about it with the forklift and the ring lifting. And um, yeah, it did just the beautiful chaos actually suited both of them far, far better, in my opinion. Um, and although, you know, we should have been done and dusted with Brock and Roman by the time we got here, the way they did it actually made it palatable. Um, and I'm, I would go as far as to say, I actually enjoyed it. You could say out of this stretch, that was their best match. So it has to be a SummerSlam for me. I feel like that's the best match they've had. I have a hard time remembering 
their like early few, but like the the early Mania matches, the one where Seth cashed in was a good match, and then Seth cashed in, so that was very memorable by that point. But the Last Man Standing match, and I hate the Last Man Standing gimmick. I, I think it's yeah. very stupid, and it can lead to just too many slow points and setting up spots and everything. They did well with this. Yeah, the forklift, Roman tumbling out of the ring, awesome theory coming down, just getting the shit kicked out of him was great <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah, Mania Thirty Eight felt it was fine but you're right in that like we had Becky and Bianca we had Cody like that that whole we, we had Austin the night before like that was a yeah. big moment that match did not feel like the tip top of mania like you'd want it to while this match did feel like i hope the culmination and the last time ever of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar hope. never need to see it again no we really don't we really don't it's done um and like you said at least they did finish on what you could call a high point I would say so. so I, I mean, the bar is uh, lower for those two. It shouldn't be, but based on their actual feud uh, and the actual matches they had, it's a little bit lower. And <laughs> they definitely cleared the bar when it came to, to this match. It should be much higher given the stature of both men and the amount of matches that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. But we are where we are. <laughs> All right. So Roman Brock at SummerSlam defeats Roman Brock at WrestleMania 38. I'm going to throw edge at money in the bank 2021 Ooh. or brock lesnar SummerSlam, last man standing which do you prefer oh uh brock last man standing did you just say yeah uh yes. i'll take edge i'll take okay. edge on that one um <laughs> like like most edge matches since he's returned it, it was long really yeah. long but um well it felt long but uh, like Edge matches, the culminating period, like the final third of the match, is always really good. And I felt that was the same here with, with Edge and Roman. Um, right decision as well, which felt good. Right, you know, Roman to get a kind of big victory over a legend like Edge. And, and that was the other aspect of it, where we'd had the Danielson-Edge-Roman match at Mania, which I thought was excellent. Um didn't know what we were really going to get out of the two of them. But again, you I don't want to just repeat what you said, but to peddle that same thought process, last man standing doesn't, you know, that, that puts that match at an immediate disadvantage in this conversation. Because again, the gimmick itself is so seldom successful that you, I mean, you can, I think Jericho Triple H is one of my favorites. And that was in fucking 2000. So it's very difficult to, to pull that off convincingly um yeah i'm gonna have to go edge gonna have to here's here's a fun fact for you alex you said this match felt long it's actually the longest match of roman's title run at wow. 33 minutes so it was long it was long <laughs> yes i i actually prefer the last fan standing match <laughs> i i mean i think people know that like i'm not an edge person by now, I, because his matches are just too long and overly dramatic. And Who's worse, Edge or Kevin Durant? <laughs> Kevin Durant. It'll always <laughs> be Kevin Durant. Um, Edge has not actively done it except for how very long wrestling matches. Kevin Durant destroyed just like basketball fandom for me uh, <laughs> in hopes of a potential title for me. Um, yeah, Edge matches are just they're too long. Too He tries to just have the epic, and I'm just like, eh. Not not really feeling it. The closing stretch of this match is great. There were high points in this match. It would have been better served as like a 25-minute match, and I would have enjoyed it a lot more than a 33-minute match. But you have picked Edge wrongly. Well, you know, you know what? Edge, Edge blocked me on Twitter, so maybe I should reverse that. <laughs> What'd you do to piss off Edge? I, I don't know. It was one of those, like, uh, you know, like I saw loads of people saying, oh, Edge has blocked me, Edge has blocked me, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a check. What, me? <laughs> oh, I've never said a bad word against Edge ever. Like, I mean, uh, I posted a little clip where we had an interview and he was loving it. I thought, fuck you, Edge, you betrayer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll reverse the decision on that basis. I, I'm happy. <laughs> I, I don't think Edge has blocked me, and I've called him a little bitch like multiple times. <laughs> I think I, I think I tagged him and called him a coward when he was doing like his WrestleMania call out thing. I think I called him a coward. It was like, you won't fight me. And I don't think he blocked me for that. So there's a, there's a few people though, that I don't know if they have that feature on from Twitter where it just auto blocks. Uh, but I maybe. feel like, I, I feel like there's a couple of wrestlers like that who 
everyone goes, oh, they're blocking everyone. And then, yeah, it, I mean, it must, they can't just be going out of their way to sit there and block individually, surely. They got social media team. All right. Yeah. You're, you're going with Edge over the last fan standing match. So now we have Edge at Money in the Bank against Kevin Owens at TLC. He had a series of matches with Owens. I've picked the TLC match from TLC 2020 in this one. Um, Which do you prefer? I mean, Edge loses anyway for, for reasons we've just established. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's out. He's on the outs. Um, but I do. I did love the Kevin Owens series. I'm just. Try, I'm not going to, you know, try and lie in front of people. I'm trying to remember exactly which one that was. Is that where they're backstage and they jump through the table, or no? I think or... that was uh, the last man standing match. The, the TLC match was, you know, a TLC match. Um, I remember distinctly of this match like the uso comes down and and helps uh roman wins and because owens like had it he he had the he it looked like he was about to win there's like this great moment where you can almost feel kevin owens winning and then yeah he gets cost by by uh i believe jay jay has acknowledged roman at this point and yeah. then he doesn't win and roman ends up winning i remember really loving this match and i, I talked about it at the time of like we kind of knew Roman's reign wasn't going to end this shortly. We kind of felt like, oh, he's in for like a pretty epic title reign here. But they, those two, like made you believe that Kevin Owens had a chance yeah. in this match. I mean, him and Kevin Owens had tremendous chemistry, especially the dynamic yeah. of Roman heel and, and Kevin Babyface. Of course, we'd seen the reverse of that years before. But um, I, I just remember the other match, what we're talking about. The last man standing, where the, the the handcuffs weren't really playing ball. Like I think yeah. most most people remember that, but I, I just remember these two having amazing chemistry, uh, and I thought it was a great way for Roman's title reign to to kick off. Because if I'm not mistaken, it's really his first feud post the proper family angle with Jay. Yes. Um, so you know he needed to kind of re, you know assert himself on on a match level because it'd been so story driven. Not that nobody. You know, nobody thought Roman could work or anything, but it's just establishing the heel kind of presence uh, as the champion, which is a thing, the way you work with the belt. Um, so, yeah, again, very happy to go with Kevin Owens there. Uh, I'd, I'd really, if you put me the other Kevin Owens match, we're in, we're in trouble, but both of them would go deep. The, the last man standing match, I didn't like the, the stipulation. The handcuff fumbling was like an issue that just took out the end of the match. The, the match before that was really great. And then the, the handcuff thing, like kind of, uh, that did yeah. If you, if you don't remember the TLC match, just for anybody listening, or you haven't seen the TLC match, go watch it. Like it is, it is honestly a brilliant match. It's a, maybe it loses a little bit luster because you know, Roman has won and, and owns is going to win. In that moment though, they get you to bite. They get you to bite. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens is winning this match. Uh, all right, so you, you've gone with Kevin Owens, TLC. Yes. Next up, Daniel Bryan and Edge at WrestleMania 37 Ooh. or Kevin Owens, TLC. I'm going to go the Mania match. Um, a lot of people were like, you know, had conflicting opinions about Roman stacking them at the end, which I actually personally loved. Uh, I loved that he'd said it in the promo uh, but nobody actually thought he was going to literally stack the pair of them um, and get the free count at WrestleMania. It was the most definitive, uh, you know, like if you had ever wondered if Roman was the guy or WWE were positioning him for the most dominant reign ever, he pins, you know, what's, what's Edge? 11-time 11 11 world champion Hall of Famer, uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Arguably, not arguably to me, but the best worker in the world. Um, and Roman just... But it wasn't just that. Like, the, the action that they had prior to that, was it was a beautiful crescendo. A lot of people were moaning about adding Danielson to the match in the first place, right? It was, oh, why is he being yeah. crowbarred in there? And then, oh, and when he left, it was, oh, that was stupid. Why did you put him in there? But still, it ended up benefiting Roman, really. The match quality... Uh, I prefer this to Edge Roman for for what that's worth. I know that's earlier in the gauntlet, but I think the addition of Danielson speaks for itself. When you watch what Edge and Roman did, uh, and then you look at this WrestleMania match, it did far far more for Roman. 
the action between the three of them was flowing and, and you felt Roman was in danger because of the triple threat stipulation, the way that the other man can win it without Roman. And they played to that be- beautifully at some point. Some of the action on the outside as well was, was wonderfully violent, which I always love. Um, to me, uh, you know, a, a lot of people talk about, uh, is, am I, I'm not mistaken, am I saying that Bianca and Sasha are this mania as well? Yeah, yeah, they were night one. So I felt that was actually the better. I, I, I still think that's an all-time of that match. Me too. Um, but lots of people were kind of, you know, putting on the pass, saying, oh man, this triple threat as well was one of the best triple threats in recent memory. So um, hopefully, you know, I don't know whether that's lost against because Sasha and Bianca was the night before or, you know, we have so many great triple threats these days or whatever, but uh, I do think it deserves its own place and it did so much for Roman's reign at that time. Uh, really powerful victory. Well done. This did feel like an actual epic WrestleMania match. And remember, this is the first time WrestleMania is two nights in front of fans because the night before, and it was only half stadium, but the night be- or the year yeah. before was the Performance Center two-night mania and this year or this particular year it was two nights in front of fans in in tampa and yeah sasha and bianca i i think that's an all-time match and they they stole the show night one it's like oh they got a lot to live up to night two and night two wasn't great like it started it started with the the orton fiend stuff which uh like i popped for but i understand why it wasn't wasn't everyone's cup of tea like it wasn't it wasn't a good show like there was some disappointing stuff on there i remember Rhea and oscar was way more disappointing than than i thought it was gonna be i thought that was gonna be a good match it was a little yeah flat. you really hoped that would be like Rhea's coming out thing and yeah it was, just, it was just a match wasn't it like uh and, and like by the time we got to roman brian and edge it's like oh like this show hasn't been that great, especially compared to night one. And they managed to to pick it up, turn it around, and really save things. And then you're right about the story of Edge get, uh, being there, winning the Rumble, seeing like he was going to get the shot, him being a little bitch about things, Brian <laughs> getting inserted, which people weren't happy about. But I'm like you of like, I'm never going to complain about Brian being inserted into any match or any program ever because that's the goat right there. Uh, and yeah, they, I thought they delivered a hell of a match. At, at Mania 37. So they move on over Kevin Owens. I'm going to throw Matt Riddle, SmackDown 2022. This is actually Roman's first defense of the Undisputed Universal Championship. He won it in April and yeah. didn't defend it for two and a half months. Oh, God. Well, I mean, for context, obviously, a lot changed around, kind of in and around just before WrestleMania, right? Roman gets this new deal. Yeah. Um, I was in London watching him. Oh, I wish I could remember exactly when. I want to say it was April or May. Uh, I can't remember when the tour was. I'll, I'll look it up. But um, it was it was when you remember Lashley, like the the rope broke on him and and everyone was, right, you know, right, yes, everyone was loving. It was it was around that time. And uh, Roman cut a promo after in the O2, and he was saying about how much you know he he loves doing these shows, but he's not going to be doing as many. Blah blah blah. And, you know, it felt like kind of a privilege to to see him at that point. And uh, he'd obviously got this new deal and he's entered that kind of Brock Lesnar superstar status, which, you you know, you can't hate on him for. It's, uh, it's great if you can get it, right? And he's earned it. Yeah. So fair play to the man. Uh, but yeah, as far as like that goes, he wins the Undisputed title. And a lot of people, I guess, were hoping for for that to lead to bigger things. But instead, Roman's off TV a lot. You've got Bloodline on there without him most weeks. Um, and the reason I mentioned that is because obviously they carry a lot of the slack to get us to this point where Roman ends up facing Riddle. Was meant to be Orton at SummerSlam, if you're, you know, if, if, if reports to be to be believed. His back's all messed up. They jettison Riddle into the picture. And Riddle was actually hot, though. He was doing really well. And, uh, you know, I don't know whether, as is to Jeremy's point earlier on, anyone ever believes that Roman's going to drop it. Like, really, the the trick for every Roman match at this point is how much can they help you buy in? Because everybody realistically knows he ain't dropping it until we get close to the Rock situation at WrestleMania 40. And I think that was the same with Riddle. It was more like, okay, but this could be a kind of star-making match for Riddle. And it was a great match. It was good. It was really good. Um, I think it was a few beats away from being great. 
I still think if I think more fondly about Riddle's best work this year, Seth is fresh in the memory, perhaps recency bias. I don't know, but I'm not sure if this is what I would say, you know, a career definer for him or anything like that. Whereas I would say the WrestleMania match for Roman was. So the Mania match wins. Very fair. I, I prefer the Mania match as well. Uh, the Riddle match was honestly better than it had any right to be. And I'm not saying like Roman's a great worker. Riddle's a very good worker. Um, but yeah, there was no real drama in it as far as who was going to win. Like no one was buying that. Yeah, Riddle. Like they did a decent enough job of kind of making you believe. But at the end of the day, no one was really believing Riddle was going to win. I do remember the ending where it looked like he murdered this man with the spear. Uh, that looked like it sucked for, for Riddle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a good like 15 minute television main event too. Like that's kind of my wheelhouse as well. Like a nice like 12 to 18 minute match. I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of. Me so yeah, it was a nice little TV main event. Good match. I want to throw it in there. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you on Mania 37 just being a much better, better yeah. match. Next one I'm going to go with is Cesaro, Claudio Casagnoli, at WrestleMania Backlash against the WrestleMania 37 belt. So, again, this is Cesaro's just beaten Rollins, right? WrestleMania. Is this, yeah. is this, and uh, he was, he was on a real hot streak that a lot of people have been pining for for a long time, myself included. And once he got to Roman, it, it was that same thing, though. Like, I'll give you an example. When Rollins first became world champion, I do believe his first feud was with Kane, right? And you're thinking, Kane's not fucking beating him. Like, you know he's not. But on paper, down the road, or fans who maybe aren't as in the know as we are, you know, it's a good name for Rollins to have overcome. Um, and I, it's a bit like that when you go, okay, well, Roman coming off WrestleMania, there's a, there's a bit of a break till he fights whoever he's going to fight at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. And it's like, who can we plug in to this spot? Luckily for Cesaro, it was him. Uh, and he had deserved it and earned it. And he had the momentum behind him. And you could feel that in this matchup. But unfortunately, the one thing that detracts from this matchup is knowing anybody who knows WWE knows that we're never going to put the belt on Cesaro, much less uh, at the expense of Roman Reigns. Uh, as much as Brian, you know, battled for Cesaro backstage, uh, even that wasn't enough. So... I really enjoyed it, and I thought Cesaro performed incredibly well in the main event as well, like shows that he belongs in those kind of matches. But ultimately, I think this, it's very hard to objectively judge just the match because the sour taste remains where you know, what was it for? Like Cesaro showed what he could do, and he was straight back down after that, basically. yeah, Not instantly, but he never really rose to that level again. Um, and you, it, 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 it was very frustrating all the way around. I, I, even the ending to that was as well. Um, the Mania match prevails. I remember really loving the Cesaro match at the time. And you're right in that the thing that it hurts it is they weren't going with Cesaro. As much as I like Cesaro and he's definitely a guy who should have had an opportunity, a bigger opportunity in a singles role at some point, he wasn't going to be the guy to dethrone no. Roman Reigns. And the match was really good. But yeah, the the lack of believability in Cesaro, not again, not during the match, but in the buildup or in just in a fan's mind of like, yeah, they ain't going with Cesaro. And then you're right about the aftermath, man. He lost, the, I think he lost to Seth a couple of times afterwards. So like the Mania win didn't look as strong. And it just felt like he was off television until he finally left the company. Uh, it ended up in AEW, but yeah, it uh, that match was very good though. Like, if, if people don't remember that, go back no, and watch. It. I'm, with, I'm with the Mania match as well, but that match was really good and was another you know feather in Cesaro's cap of like he can do this if given the opportunities. He just was never given th those big singles opportunities in WWE. He's always just regulated as like the tag guy, which great at that too unfortunate that he wasn't given a bigger role there as a singles person yeah mate i don't know maybe it's timing or something because like i definitely feel like there was a a spell where you know and be it smackdown or raw when they had title split okay you've got one where your your main guys got it like cena punk or triple h for whatever era we're talking about 
And then you could use the other show, normally SmackDown, to go, hey, Jack Swagger, I wonder what you're like with the title. Or like, you know, they could they experimented a little bit. Um, and in an era like that, there might have been a time where they said, you know what, let's give it to Cesaro. But dethroning Roman was never going to happen. It was never going to so after after no one really was was running here, you you kept uh, the new entrant kept defeating the old entrant. Now WrestleMania 37 has gotten past Owens, TLC, Riddle, and SmackDown Cesaro. WrestleMania Backlash. Next up, John Cena, SummerSlam 2021 against WrestleMania 37. Which do you prefer, Alex McCarthy? That's that's tight because I did like the Cena match. I really did. Um... <sighs> Again, I didn't, and I, I'm trying. So I'm trying to check myself out here to like be as objective as possible, because I know for both of us, like we know Cena's not hanging around to be champ. Like we know that uh, there were. I mean, we kind we more or less knew there were very small murmurings and maybe fantasy bookings of. Do they put it on Cena? Because he was advertised, I think, for like a September show at like the Garden or something. Yeah. And I think people thought like, oh, what if they put the title on him and he could just parade it around promoting whatever, I guess it was Peacemaker at the time. And then he comes back and he drops the title on the Garden show. Like, what if they do that? There were fantasy booking ideas for that. Yeah, it was September 10th at the garden he just wrestled a dark match on that and that was a smackdown show but oh, it was no. you know just Maybe a couple of weeks that. yeah that was so weird show. just here's john cena dark match not actually appearing on tv very weird but there were murmurings because he'd already been advertised for this show before SummerSlam. Yeah. so there were murmurings that like what if they put the title on cena and then he drops it at the garden see i i always thought that the, the stronger rumor was that you know they're gonna have roman beat everyone that basically beat the rock or he's going to be every legend on route to the right. Rock. That's what seemed to be the more logical, you know, you got Lesnar in there and Cena and, uh, and you go down the list until you get to, to the rock. Um, so I always, that's fair. Okay. I guess Cena, there was a, 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 a remnant of a chance that he could win. It was a good match. It really was. I mean, well, I can't remember what they were. They, they, it was like a B-level pay-per-view. They had their other one on, wasn't it? It was like No Mercy or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't even the main event. Like, they didn't even headline that show. That was when Cena, like, desecrated him on the mic. Um, yeah. and, th- and this time around, Roman, I remember in the build, was much more powerful and, you know, commanding and confident. And that's shown in the match as well. Um, I, I feel like it is a highlight and a showpiece, but I still think the Mania match actually trumps it in terms of what it did for Roman, the importance. You could make the argument that certainly Edge and, and Danielson for a period are just were just as popular as Cena has been. I'm not saying they're as big as stars. You know, it's very hard to, to calibrate that. Um, but I think Cena reigns. Did it deliver? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I just, again, don't think it was like as impactful perhaps as the mania match that's fair i really like the the cena match from SummerSlam. i i'm a big john cena fan what can i say i did buy into the to maybe they do have cena win here and then drop it look you you do this match you do a rematch on fox like you build it up for three weeks that's a huge number on yeah, Fox, yeah. John Cena, Roman Reigns too. So I bought into it a little bit of like, maybe Cena does win here and then drop it back. And then of course they did what they did with Cena. Didn't even appear on the Fox show. Um, so I bought into that a little bit. I thought it was a good match. They they told the story that they, they needed to tell. And it, I would lean Mania match as well. And that pains me to say as a, as a John Cena fan, but that Mania match... I do think, I mean, we're, we're talking about it now and giving it glowing praise right now. It feels like it was so long ago that people may have forgotten how good it was. And yeah. it's another, it's one of those where like, yeah, if you think that Roman hasn't had great matches during this one, you're an idiot. Uh, but two, like people say, you know, people say anything online. Yeah. Like Roman hasn't had a great match ever. Um, but yeah, go back and watch this one. Cause this, this was a, a, a great match. All right. I got three more to throw at you. The first, maybe the second, uh, 
but the the big match against Jey Uso, I was going to say the, the first big match, but maybe people will consider the Clash of Champions match the, the first big match. But Jey Uso, Hell in a Cell 2020. We just had the anniversary of this yeah. match. Yeah, Hell in a Cell wins. The, uh, to really? Me, easy. Easily. Wow. Um, so the, when you first messaged me that this was going to be the topic, this is the first match that came to my mind. So that tells you everything you need to know about what I think of Roman's uh, title run. I, I said this on Twitter not long ago, in actual fact, that I think the Jey Uso feud is, has been the best part of his title run. And that's not to say that it's been, you know, uh, an underwhelming 18 months, two years since. It's just that that was so fucking good. Like, we, we had, in WWE in particular, we hadn't seen anything like that in such a long time that was so layered and like believable and well, well, I don't want to say acted, but portrayed. Like Jay did amazing in that period of time. Uh, you know, the main event, Jay Uso stuff, and and WWE actually did a really credible job of of he was winning, man. Like he was winning a yeah. lot on SmackDown. <laughs> he he was getting wins over big guys. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, you had all these sections of people going, "Yeah, what if Jay did do it?" People now, still now, are saying like Jay should be the guy who dethrones him, right? And Because, you know, we've got that dynamic at the moment of Sammy and Jay where you don't quite know what's up with the bloodline. I still see people online saying Jay Uso should... If you, you know, if you did that tomorrow, right, when you tweet this out and say who should dethrone Roman Reigns, guarantee the replies there'll be at least, like, I don't know, a percentage of them will be Jay Uso. And I think that speaks to the power of what this match had. So a lot of it, of course, that you know, it's not like 450s and all of this amazing stuff. It was a lot more dramatic. Roman's talking a lot, which is like the first time Roman's really done this in his career where he's so vocal in a match. Um, and he was kind of like demeaning Jey Uso. Um, you know, he just beating him down like a dog for most of the match. It's not even real, you know, super offense or moveset. And then you've got the addition of Jimmy coming down, which kind of really adds to the drama. Um and Roman's about to, you know, bring the chair down, bring the hammer down to really like put his his brother out. And Jimmy says, "Yeah, come on, that's it now. Like throw the towel in." Uh, it was just, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling thinking about it now. The drama was sensational, uh, and I, I've, I've established this before. I'm much more of a drama entertainment part of wrestling than look at that wrist lock. Um, so yeah, it, it, to, to me, I, I thought it was masterful, and it. Not only, not only was that, you know, I keep, when I've defended the WrestleMania during this, you know, the WrestleMania 37 match during this running the gauntlet, one of my, like, recurring things has been, okay, but what it meant and what it did for Roman. This set the table for the Tribal Chief. This laid the groundwork for everything okay. that would come after it. Like, there has been no match more important to Roman's two-year run cementing his heel character than this. It certainly did do that i can't i can't argue with it with that because like i say if you want to consider this the first big match that's fine he did face jay at clash of champions and that was a big was match great. as well um here's my knock on this match at the time i remember loving this match and i love the drama i love that it was something different and it, you you can't take away what it meant at the time because they were in the thunderdome still and so you didn't have crowd reactions and everything or you had the piped it or whatever so like you and a lot of wrestlers have said this like they were told to like talk a little bit more and like give a little bit more uh sound to the match and roman and jay obviously did a ton of that and roman did it at an extremely high level throughout his thunderdome run and that was what this match was a lot of drama a lot of acting uh in the world of, of wwe Watching it back, and I did watch it back recently. It just that stuff does not hold up to me. I am yeah. just like, oh man, this is this is just too much. Like I can't, I can't deal with it. But I will say again, this is me now watching it back two years removed from everything. We've had crowds back for over a year now. Like the everything's just a little bit different. At the time, I do really remember loving this match, praising it, and saying like, this is something different this is like kind of what is needed right now because you just do all these high spots when there's no crowd reaction. It feels a little flat out there. Yeah. So you mix it up with something like this 
and it works. And when you have the story behind it, and this obviously had a huge story behind it, it works to an even higher level. I prefer Brian and Edge at Mania just because I've seen this more recently. I think if I didn't have, uh, if I didn't watch it recently and I didn't almost take myself out of what I remember from that moment, I might go the Hell in a Cell match, but I almost ruined it for myself by watching it and being like, oh, yeah, at the time that was great. Now, man, thank God the Thunderdome's gone. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Jesus. Uh, but you're, I mean, you're right. I, I guess like that, that's one of the most, fond memories is the fact that the story was unfolding right yeah. like and in wwe like they hadn't done it at such an educated level in such a long time you know it's all fucking roll-ups and you know standard heel turns and stuff like this was really well laid out stuff and, and you've got to remember as well like the roman heel turn being relatively fresh people had pined for it for so long for it to then be playing yes. out in such an incredible way that people really couldn't, you know, wrap their heads around or predict. It, it was, it was just magical. It was like, again, you can't replicate that now. It's like, have you seen the Saw films? The the Saw film? No, I've not seen all of them. I've seen okay. like two of them. The first one, right? The very first one is is legendary. The first time you watch it, that ending, you're like, fuck, never saw that, never saw that coming, right? And again, if you watch it again, it's never going to be like that again because right. you know the story. You've seen it. You know, I, I could make that equation with anything like seven, the end of that film. You know, you know what's in the box, but it still is the first time you watch it. Like, whoa. Um, and I feel like that's kind of where this is at for Roman and all drama driven matches like that. Right. Because it is all about the story and the reveal and how it plays out in the next beat, the next chapter. Uh, and this Hell in a Cell really progressed the story on several beats that you don't usually get. So. Uh, I can understand how it wouldn't age amazingly well, knowing that you know what's going to happen. But I still think if we're talking about greatest things in, in Roman's uh, title reign, I think without that match, where where the rest of it leads, is he just a generic heel, right? Is he just a bad guy? Uh, I, I think this actually laid the table for everything that we know him as now. I'm interested if people watched at the time and have watched it back or haven't watched it back. If you watched at the time and haven't watched it back, what are your memories from it? And if you watched at the time and have watched it back, did your opinion on things change like, like it did for me? Cause I'm with you. Like when you, when you were in those moments, when you are present in those moments, you can't replicate that when you, when you watch it back, because it's just, you know, you're watching live compared to you're watching, Oh, I saw what this happened. And you know it's great the the, the match and, and how it plays out and everything, but like when you're in the moment and living in it, it's like you 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 made a good comparison with uh, with Saw and then Seven. Like when you know what's going to happen on some of this stuff, it's just not going to hold up to what actually happened in that moment. It, it could be like a sports game. Like I watched my team win the Stanley Cup. When it happened in the moment, it was a huge moment, great moment. And then I watched the highlights back and it's still great and everything, but you're not going to replicate the feeling of no, how, no. of everything that happened in that moment. It's like, okay, I know the goal is coming here. It's still great to watch, but it's not the same feeling as watching all that live and watching it unfold like that. And you're right that it did like this feud did so much for Roman because the heel turn was fresh. How was it going to be? He, Cause he had that match against like Braun Strowman. And then it was like, okay, sure. Just beat. Braun Strowman, whatever. And yeah. but the the Jay Uso thing, to for the lack of a better term, like it did set the table for the head of the table and everything that was going to come. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And that's an interesting discussion to have full stop that you, that you just said, really. Like what matches do you know, what what do you look for in those matches that you go back and watch and love? Because a lot of the wrestling that I do. I just put on Raws from an era that I enjoy, like you know, like ninety, yeah. like like ninety seven to oh two ish is like it's just because they're entertaining, right? And then there'll be some matches like uh, Triple H and Stone Cold in the tag against Jericho and Benoit is like always electric, and it's because you know the atmosphere and the stuff. But like great matches, you can watch again and again, right? Like when it comes to the the high flying stuff, or there'll be an amazing feat and a, a crescendo from the crowd. Like you could still watch Rock Hogan now, right? And you'd be like, "Wow, like that's 
how? how? <laughs> I was discussing this the other day with SB3 and Kenny. I was like, two of them, maybe my favourite matches of all time are that. And hear me out and take me serious here. Uh, Vince and Shane at WrestleMania 17, right? Like, it's not a great match right. per se, but like, they've got all these different elements of storytelling woven into it really well. Like the Mick Foley being ostracized as commissioner. Trish Stratus is like the, the side bit for Vincent Mann, but she's also at odds with Stephanie McMahon. And, and as a part of that, Linda McMahon has been, um, comatose, you know, comatose. Right. And then she rises up and gets like the biggest pop you'll ever fucking hear. It's like, and then on top of all of that, you've got like Shane McMahon getting WCW under Vince McMahon's nose. All of that, they managed to actually weave into the match and make it meaningful and it all works. Like, I don't think that gets enough credit. I've got to be honest. But um, And then you've got the high spot at the end where Shane goes coast to coast, which like not a lot of people at that point had actually seen. I think he'd only done it once before. So like, it was... <laughs> well, my point is like, that these things aren't necessarily like amazing, you know, death-defying things um, or, or just technical absolute masterclasses. It, it's just kind of what resonates with you and what what moves you. Uh, and I feel like this Roman match wasn't all about, you know, indelible memories and, you know, uh, kind of show-stealing performances. It was all about the story uh, and establishing Roman. And, and without it, I, I honestly can't imagine. He'd probably be a chicken shit hill that everyone else is in WWE. For some reason, Sean Ross Sapp is here. Oh, not a live, shit. not a live show. We're just we're talking about Roman Reign title matches, Sean. What, what so was you? I. Were you before I got on the air? Yeah, of course. I sit around and do that all day. Oh, I mean, why would he's had I? a good run? Two years, two say. years long now. So I, I mentioned this on Twitter today, not to date this, but like it comes out tomorrow. You're fine. In the '90s and 2000s, like. There were, I don't think WCW had any year long title reigns. Maybe Hogan at one point. There was like where he had that, that week break. But in WWE, there was Gilbert, who wasn't around, Trish, who got injured, and then Cena, who had his run. But other than that, there weren't like year long title reigns. Now it feels like four or five times a year we're writing an article, or Jeremy's writing an article about this person has had a year long title reign. Roman's had two and I'm like, yeah, there's still, there's still gas left in the tank here. I remember when Kurt Angle had it in 2000 mm-hmm. and I, I felt like he had it for about a year when in actual oh. fact he had it for like six months, five months. Yeah. At the time. I'm shocked to hear it was that long. Yeah. yeah I think he had it from like the September and then he lost it. No way out before mania. Like, <laughs> but because every title reign back then was like, you know, Mankind had it for what, fucking three weeks combined. Yeah. Right? It's like you, you look at all of those and, and it felt like so long because no one else had it that long. If you actually tally up all the Rock's time as champion, it's really not that long. Yeah. It's really not. And he had 10 reigns. I wonder how long Romans will last because, like, watching Raw this past week, they desperately need a world title on that show, like, really, really badly. Now, granted, they were missing, you know, there's no Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Naomi, Alexa, Asuka. The women's division is in shambles over there too, but there's no Kevin Owens. There's no Brock. There's no Bobby Lashley this past Monday. I'm just like, damn, they need something to fight for over there really badly. They're trying with the U.S. title. During yeah. Lashley's reign. They're, they're trying with that. Now Seth has got it. No Kevin Owens on TV for the last few. He's on NXT, but... No, Kevin Owens on Raw is a, a weird choice given the way they, they built him up and turned him back into the prize fighter. It's very weird. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Sean just runs in here to he's I'm gonna pop in on his show here in a few minutes now. Uh that's just what we do here. All right, yeah, two more. Kevin Owens two... just popped up, by the way, to remind everyone how much he fucking hates uh <laughs> JD McDonald Google. Oh yeah, that ruled. Oh. That ruled. <laughs> he, uh, I, was watching, two, I was watching JD's face as he was saying all that and I was thinking I don't think he's clued in you know <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens is just saying saying what, what needs to be said without saying it yeah, yeah, uh, you know it. you know when, when Owens yeah, is it. saying that stuff uh, alright two more Jey Uso you, you've picked Hell in a Cell 2020 yep. the next one the last WWE match of Daniel Bryan's career so oh. far maybe it comes back around 
Daniel Bryan, SmackDown, end of wow. April, or Jey Uso, Hell in a Cell. Oh, we've already established Jeremy. He's the GOAT. <laughs> ah. um, I remember this being like so good that I was doubting that Bryan was really gone. I was like, no way. Yes. No way. This is that was so, again. You said it earlier for Riddle for a TV match. It's fucking unbelievable. The action, like, and the drama. Um, oh, Brian's so good. I, w- I would argue that. I don't know if I can. He, he might be. He might be Roman's best opponent. He really might. Like they just didn't. Everyone's miss. best opponent. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very fair. Yeah, um, they just didn't miss, man. Um, and the other thing with that is, you know, obviously the added stipulation of Brian leaving. Now, a lot of us knew that his contract was up, so um, it did did kind of take away. But it has been known before that that's not exactly like a you know a deal breaker. Look at CM Punk. Right. Day. We we uh, knew we knew the contract was up, but it was like his SmackDown career. They did say that it was like so people just talked themselves into oh he's just gonna be on Raw. Or yeah. fuck, yeah, Brian's just gonna go to NXT yeah. for whatever yeah, yeah. reason. <laughs> like yeah. they definitely talked themselves into okay, he might lose this match, but he'll just be on Raw, even if his contract is up. Yeah. I don't sounds think like, there... sounds like a Louis Dangor theory. If I'm <laughs> I don't think people were like 100 sold on oh Brian's gonna lose and then he's gonna be in AEW. And I mean, look, he took the time off. He took the entire summer off, so it's not like it was immediate jump ship. To AEW, he went away for a while after this match. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, he 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 really did sign a wrestle with it, didn't he? Um, he, he yeah. You know, Laurinaitis being in the company, who at the time uh, happily <laughs> cuddled up with with uh, Mama Bella, and um, yeah, it, the the thing with that, I, I remember on Twitter the day because I'd interviewed Brian early that year, just prior to the Mania match, and he had basically said, you know what, like I. I'd quite like to be a dad. Uh, and he was like, I'm probably, you know, he was debating whether he was do that and then maybe come back and what he was going to do with his, with his time out. So I really didn't think he was going to go to AW. I was like, I, do, I really think he's actually going to take some time away. And I tweeted as much. And then that day, somebody inboxed me saying, seriously, he's going to AW. And I was like, no. And then all the reports came out literally about two hours later. I inboxed Sean, funny enough. It'd be, it's a shame he's gone. Um, and I said like, is this for real? And he was like, literally just about to drop the report. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and then and the punk news was like, yeah, just around the corner as well. But yeah, um, back to the actual match. It, it was really wonderfully well done. If I'm not mistaken, the guillotine uh, in the end is, is yeah. what puts Brian to the sword, which is obviously a kind of admirable way to go out. Um, which again, it, was, it wasn't like, uh, like Roman won but it wasn't by any means like a burial, which I actually quite liked at the time. Um, This is a better match, but I still think the Jey Uso match means or meant more. Okay. I'm fine with your arguments on things. I will always lean towards Daniel Bryan. I'm with you on... I, like this match, the Brian match was much better than the the Jey Uso match. Again, I will preface or I will say I will clarify: the Jey Uso match loses some luster having watched it back recently and uh, seeing all the talking and the Thunderdome stuff. I mean, the Brian match was in the Thunderdome, but there was a little less talking. It wasn't as story driven as the the Jey Uso stuff. I mean, really, nothing Roman has done has been as story driven is that stuff especially in terms yeah. of the actual in-ring match and the the brian match is more of just a wrestling match and a guy fighting to win a title a guy fighting for his career while roman is fighting to keep the title and fighting to destroy this man's life yeah they're out yeah exactly yeah. yeah there was a lot to it and, and they played into it really well um i don't know I guess uh, the only the only way I could ever lean away from the Jey Uso thing is if there there was a meaningful like you you could make the argument if Drew had beaten Roman. Well, let, let's let's get into it, Alex. Right. You knew what the last right. one was yeah, going yeah. to be: Drew McIntyre clash at the castle, Jey Uso hell in a cell. What do you prefer? Um, obviously I was at Clash at the Castle. Uh, Everyone knows that now. Um, but I 
uh, again, as the match was unfolding, not just me, everyone in like the section, and obviously the arena was going fucking bananas from the get go anyway, but uh, everyone felt like something was happening. Do you know what I mean? The match, like, it, it, the action was incredible. Like, these these guys have had a few great matches. They, they, I think the one they had at Survivor Series a couple of years ago was really good. Um, 2020, is that right? Yeah, 2020, yeah. That's a great match, right? Like, uh, Drew, I, I couldn't really afford to take a loss as, like, a new kind of blossoming champion, but they did it so well that he looked amazing and everyone won. Like, that's always great when you can, when you can kind of, you know, build the match out that way. This time around, just with the atmosphere and the kind of the layout of the match, it really, really felt like, shit, they're actually going to go with Drew here. And a lot of the arguments from around me was like, is SummerSlam 92 as memorable if Bret Hart wins? Right. Right? Like, it, would, it wouldn't be, would it? It would just kind of be like, well, you know, it was a good, good event, really. It's, a, it's really remembered and celebrated because Davey wins. And that's the same thing with here. Everyone was like, you could feel that electricity, which is so rare in wrestling. I've been to dozens of pro wrestling events, particularly WWAW, dozens. And seldom is it you get that electricity where someone feels like something is really happening, right? Um, we had that there. So all the arguments that I've made earlier in this show about feeling and what it means, it was right there. They had it. And then they fucked it with the finish, right? And it's not... I've got nothing against debuting Solo Sokoa. He, I think he's been great since he's been up. Big fan. Makes all the sense in the world with the bloodline. It's been a great addition. Helps Sammy and, and the Usos flush out as well. Very good. A screwy finish in that kind of matchup is such bullshit. It's like, they should have just had Roman beat him if they were going to do that, right? Yeah. Break hearts. Do something great for Roman. It was just, it made what I thought, like I did arguing with people all week, weekend in particular. This isn't like just a big house show. I was like, this is a big show. And then as it was unfolding, it was like Dominic Hilton, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, Seth beating Riddle and all. And I was like, then I was like, look, shit's happening here, right? This is great. Um, and then they did that, which just made me feel like, oh, you just, this could have been such a monumental moment. And I just felt like they got it wrong, um, and that's not to that's not to say that I felt before going into this, I was like, I don't really think Drew should be the guy, right? I didn't feel right. that. Um, I still think whoever beats Roman should be your next like fucking poster boy, your your next guy. Um, but still, the way the match had gone, the atmosphere in the arena, and the build up that week, and I felt like it was the right moment, and. Like, and if if Drew had won, it would have been one that they remember for the ages. But unfortunately, I'm not sure that it is with the ending. And the ending is fucking important. I think, unfortunately, this match, that's how it's going to be remembered, as a missed opportunity because of that ending. Because I'm, I'm with you. I've never been the super high on Drew McIntyre. I, it does good work. Like, the the character stuff just hasn't been for me. I've actually really loved them under under Triple H. So right now it's feeding with Cross, and that's uh, that is what. Yeah, it is. That's another um, thing. But like they, he did hit him up so quick because when he won, he became the number one contender. I was like, okay, Drew. Like I understand this is a big show where it's at and everything. Maybe like, you can kind of talk yourself into it, but yeah, Drew probably isn't going to win that. Like the work they did to get him over and heat him up in the the month before this match i was like fuck like not only is this like the perfect environment for drew to win they've actually done enough where i'm convinced that drew is going to win like he should win this match and i didn't think i would be saying that about drew mcintyre and when it like he came out he had the broken dreams back and everything i was like oh man like the video packages they were doing just everything they were doing and even the wife was like they can't fuck over drew here like they're doing way too much like they are doing way too much here to to have him lose like they just can't do that and i was still very much of the belief like as much as i think this is the opportunity to do this for drew i'm also of the belief that roman should not be losing 
right now because he has done such great work. The Sammy stuff is like really starting to pick up and everything. Like they, this probably isn't the moment, but man, they've built this so well that it almost feels impossible to deny him right here. And then they denied him. And I'm with you. If they were going to do it, just have Roman win and have him have everybody pissed off that Roman won. But yeah, to give Drew the visual and the screw job and everything, it's like, oh man. And look, the aftermath didn't help. I don't know if the feed was supposed to be cut or whatever it was supposed to be. That shit didn't help either. Regardless, it was a great match. Like that is one of those where if you were in the moment and you were feeling it, it's not going to be replicated on video because now you know how it ends. You know, solo comes out and everything, but like in the moment after all the buildup and just the environment and everything, when drew had the, the near falls and the, the solo screwing him and everything, like everybody bit on yeah, that. Everyone. Everybody was like, this is it for drew. This is it. This is it. And yet everybody bit on stuff and you can't replicate that. It's still a great match. Yeah. I mean, still... Action wise, you've got to say it's, it's, yeah. probably, it's upwards of four star. Like, it, right. like in terms of the drama and stuff they create in, in isolation, it's a great match, but you know, Esprit three tells me this all the time and I agree with it. Like a, a match can really only be as good as it's finish, Right. Like that right. kind of under, undercuts everything. And, and here you like being in the arena, I can tell you like, and it didn't fucking help with Tyson Fury deciding to sing. Um, <laughs> The, the, it just it was like everything just all of the energy was sapped out of the arena like oh like it wasn't just that he lost it was like like that do you know what i mean yeah like and that's another good point there uh you, know, you mentioned it earlier austin theory another great use of austin theory here coming yeah, down punch getting out the like shit out of theory. yeah and tyson <laughs> looks like he, Tyson looks like he knocks the shit out of him as well it looks yeah great. it does i legit thought he had a concussion i was like oh he's dead like, he went stiff <laughs> On that shot. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Fury like, is legit 6'9". Let's not forget, like, if he wants to put one on you uh, or, or it goes a little bit heavy, you're going to fucking feel that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it looked like it did. It looked, it, the fact that it looked great made it the pop even greater. It was just, yeah. There were so many good beats to that match. But I think I'm sticking with Jey Uso. All right. So, Jey Uso wins the gauntlet here. So Lesnar at SummerSlam, the last man standing, defeated Lesnar at WrestleMania 38. Edge, Money in the Bank, defeated last man standing with Lesnar. And then Kevin Owens, TLC. Um, wait, I, I'm trying to make sure I have my, my gauntlet rundown here. Okay, Daniel Bryan and Edge actually defeated uh, Edge and Money in the Bank. Yes. And then, uh, and then yeah, and then bleh. Daniel Bryan Edge beat Kevin Owens, TLC. Beat Riddle, beat Cesaro at WrestleMania Backlash, beat John Cena at SummerSlam, and then Jay Uso defeated WrestleMania 37, Brian on SmackDown, and then McIntyre at Clash at the Castle. I can't read my own notes here. So what can you do? I always tell, I always say, like, I can't read or write. I have no idea how I'm in this position that I'm in. And shit happens. So Jay Uso runs the gauntlet. That is the defining Roman Reigns match for you in this title run. And yes. given your explanation on things i can't argue with you it would not be my choice but i cannot argue with your reasoning for this alex i will say that i'm elated i'm elated <laughs> yeah i i feel like if you know if if the question was different like what what is the you know the best belt bell match or whatever like you know you could phrase it differently and get different answers right um, but i do feel like you know if we're talking about the most important match of roman's uh, run or you know a defining match. I, I definitely do think it is this. And again, that's, that is fair. That is your opinion. And again, I cannot argue with how, how you have reasoned things here, Alex. Alex McCarthy, let everybody know where you're at, what you're doing, what's going on in your uh, life. You can get me uh, on Twitter, the, the unticked version now. I really should apply for that again. Uh, Alex McCarthy, 88. I think that's my handle. Um, I originally did change it to another Daily Mail thing. I thought, fuck it, fuck you, Alex. You're going to be back in the same place next time you leave this job. Uh, so Alex McCarthy, 88. I think it's Alex McCarthy IG on Instagram. But Monday nights, you'll catch me on Inside the Ropes with Monday Night Live alongside SP3, which Fightful Overbooked viewers will be very, very familiar of. Yes, uh, my interview... Yeah, my interviews still go up on Inside the Ropes. Talk Wrestling is still alive on a live support machine. We do one episode about every month right now. Um, but 
there are plans afoot to keep that going. Uh, and otherwise, you'll just see me uh, posting random stuff on Twitter. But I do have uh, many interviews planned in the near future. Uh, Tony Khan's in London this week, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing. Wow. I'm pushing. Good luck with that. Tell, yeah. tell Tony I said hi. He has no idea who I am, thankfully. But... Uh, he's replied. He's replied a couple of <laughs> I times. I know. He actually follows me on Twitter. He knows who I am, unfortunately. I don't like anybody who actually knows who I am. Like, yeah, I'm good where I'm at. That's, I don't need that's to that's how I felt after the Roman thing when WWE, <laughs> WWE was sharing it on their uh, socials. I was like, "Fuck!" Like all of these, all of these people that know who I am now. Well, they don't. They don't know. But you know, you feel like they do. Yeah, yeah. They they quickly forget. It's a it's a business yeah. of all right. Who well, fucked up most recently? Luckily, Louis Dangor will take Louis Dangor will take the heat off you within. Yeah, one yeah. Time. Louis knows he's a good brother like that. And, <laughs> The, the next night, luckily, CM Punk was like, right, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm fixing to have a go at everyone. So that was, that was fine. Alex, I appreciate you doing this. Guys, appreciate you watching. Let us know what you think is the defining match in Roman Reigns' over two-year-long title reign as the Universal Champion and now the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. We will catch you next time here on The Gauntlet.